how's it guys and man what a bittersweet moment it is right here um humbled but at the same time a little bit frustrated with myself uh, that i haven't done more of this over the past season um but yeah guys let's it's been an incredible season and I've been very, very fortunate and blessed to have the season that we've had. Um, but like I said, a little bit of a bittersweet. I've neglected. What I really enjoy doing is the podcasting side of things. But I'm so excited. I've, I've got so much in store over the next couple of weeks. A lot of guests, a lot of content. <clears throat> so I can't wait to share it with you guys. And of course, the past season's activities. It's been an absolutely incredible season. Um, and like I said, just count my lucky stars. We've had an outstanding, outstanding hunting season. So feeling very, very blessed. But before we get into it, of course, there's a couple of people that have backed me along the way, as well as a couple of new guys jumping on the bandwagon. And I'm so excited to announce that um, I've joined the Magnum Archery team. Really, really blessed. They've kitted me out with a new Elite Cure bow. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. But uh, absolutely stunning setup. Uh, went out, shot my first warthog with it. Um, I've had great success on the targets. I've got fast hog uh, targets, releases. It's, it's, it's a such, such a stunning setup. I'm so stoked and I'm so excited. Uh, maybe too, now that we've got a bit of downtime to get out there and, and kick it off a little bit. Next up, of course, we've got carbon core arrows uh, as well. Getting into the archery side of things. And of course, I want to be backed by some of the best uh, archery equipment there is and carbon core arrows has kitted me out with some of the best uh, shafts there is as well as fletchers i'm so stoked to be a part of the team and uh, yeah just excited to keep going as well as another new introduction the black widow um, i've been using the px2s now i used them on the warthog re recently i standing boarded two inch cut diameter um, it's been outstanding uh, i've really been blessed you can go up from 100 to 120 grain uh really 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 neat little setup so black widow broadheads that's the way to go um and then of course we've got treason tacticam and my very own e-commerce website ph toolbox um, i'm actually wearing the limited edition ph journals um uh american flag edition uh that goes out to all the afghan troops uh you know one of the, I've been fought with a lot of conflict over this, but uh, I stand by my guns. I'm super proud to back America, uh, the troops that have been, because without the American clientele, I don't have a job. And there's a lot of, there's millions of people in the same industry that won't have a job. So to all the, all the special forces, to the US Army that's out there in Afghan, uh, our thoughts are with the families that have lost loved ones. Um, and yeah, backing you from PH Journals, PH Toolbox. Head along to the website, uh, the shirts are on sale from tomorrow, so really excited about that. Well guys, jam-packed show today, I'm really excited to kick off the first episode back into the new season. Um, I mean, kicking this one off is, why did you become PH? Stay tuned. Hey guys, and like I said before, jam-packed show today. Really excited to discuss this topic with you guys going forward. Um, my appeal to a couple of audience out there. Otherwise, to those guys that are not, this is what it takes to 
kicking your, your pH in Korea. Some of the stuff that I wish I knew earlier on in, the, in, in my career, as well as what I would suggest to the younger generation coming out there now. I want to give you the two questions that were asked over the past couple of weeks or so. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be mentioning names, but it was over two different platforms. Uh, I'm really excited I got a question over TikTok. It, you know, my TikTok accounts, so there's been a lot of uh, skeptical criticism coming from it with the whole Chinese thing, and I don't want to get into the politics side of things. So just trying different avenues and uh, really blessed. But anyway. <clears throat> said i absolutely love hunting my father has been in the industry for 25 years i really love to be a ph um, it's my dream job my only worry is that i'm scared i'll not i'll not have work um, once i've got my license uh, or i won't get as much as what a normal paying job would get as far as a cons consistent salary that was one of the that was the first question then from a different guy uh, on another social media platform uh i finished my course at the end of august and now i'll i'm working as a farm manager just outside the district that you're based in um my dream is to be a south african professional hunter as i have done my course but my <clears throat> and my real passion is hunting the phs and outfitters all they want is experience how do i get into the game as a young professional hunter starting out um or do you know of any outfitters, blah, 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 uh, that would hire somebody such as myself? Cool, guys. So this is a beautiful, both both questions sort of basing themselves along the line of becoming a new professional hunter. First things first, get yourself a good school that has got good rankings, good reviews, um, and good feedback. Don't be shy to ask them for a couple of past professional hunters that have been to those particular schools and just give them a buzz or hit them up on social media, find out how the, the course was, uh, what did they take from it, what is the most beneficial part of it, and then would they recommend you going there and sharing your values and morals and stuff with them. That's the first, that's the first start that you've got to get. Get yourself into a good school or, or a well-known school and uh yeah you'll be ticking the right boxes straight off the bat because i know there's a lot of outfitters that actually approach these schools for for new professional hunters coming through the ranks that they want to give um certain clientele certain hunts uh, at the start of seasons or mid-season or whatever um to keep you going you know to get you going because they see potential in you they see enthusiasm uh and passion passion's a big one Remember that as we go on through the discussion. So <clears throat> what I did for this particular question is I broke it down into two sections. So my first section was, um, why did you become, why would you like to become a professional hunter? Now this is an interesting one because <clears throat> I've been in the industry now for almost 12 years and one of the misconceptions is what a cool job it is. You know, you're going out there, you're doing what you love, it's hunting and blah, blah, blah. But what, what, is, what is the backstory behind being a professional hunter? We live in a day's age where there's social media and all these sort of things. So it's a very easy platform to judge people. But are you sending the right message for your fellow professional hunters? For instance, <clears throat> I love hunting, but... Like I have said before so many times on this podcast, hunting 
is our best conservation tool that we have. Now I myself, I believe in hunting as the best conservation tool as well as many other really good professional hunters out there. So we all share the same common uh, goal and common drive that we want to preserve, conserve and look after this wonderful wildlife that we've got so we can share with the rest of the world. Because without hunting, unfortunately, I don't think these platforms or these, this industry will be around here much longer. So it's very, very important to understand that and it's very important to understand your common cause, why you became coming a professional hunter and your number one reason has got to be conservation. Don't ever for once think that it's because it's a cool job, uh, because it's a cool lifestyle, all these sort of things. Remember, you're representing thousands and thousands and thousands of other professional hunters out there that share one goal and that's to look after this magnificent wildlife we've got. So that's my first thing, get into it for the right reasons. You, you're getting into it, not because of the lifestyle, <laughs> definitely not because of the money, but because of conservation. You're getting into it because of conservation, you wanna look after the wildlife that you love. So that's your first one. <clears throat> look guys, these are my personal views and this is what I would suggest to the younger generation coming through. This is what I've been taught. So I could be right, I could be wrong, it's my personal opinion, use it, value it, do whatever you like with it. Um, it's just what I've learned over the past couple of years doing this. And, you know, of course, <laughs> it's been it's been my life, my livelihood for, for 12 years now. So, yeah, and then next one, obviously, it backs up the conservation side of things. It's the ethics. Ethics and morals have got to be one of the most important reasons why you would like to become a professional hunter and i say this because ethical hunting and morals values that have been instilled in me today have led to the path i've traveled now and it's a very important part because you know there's a lot of guys out there in the industry that are chance takers that don't do things by the book um, you know that break the law and at the end of the day they're making it, they're giving the industry a bad name. One bad apple can rotten the whole, the whole fruit bowl, you know. So, so just keep that in mind, guys. Just, just when you're out there, you're going to be a young professional hunter. There's a lot of our fitters that might push you into an uncomfortable situation or an uncomfortable moment. Be the man, be bigger. Understand that there's lots of our fitters out there looking for, for work, looking for professional hunters. Don't break the law just to try and get ahead in the, in, the, in the roster, in the food chain at that particular outfit. Don't do that. Remember, play by your ethics, stand morals, and stand your ground because your values and stuff will grow through you as you get older into the industry and you'll become more and more respected. So that's my, that's my second point. <clears throat> um, and then of course, one of the most import, other important parts, this is number three on the list, is never think you're good enough to learn. It was a lesson I learned working with my mother. Uh, I became hard-ass, arrogant. Uh, I wish I learned and listened more because I learned so much from her when I did listen. And, and that's what I've done in the industry. I never came in here thinking I knew more than anyone else. I still don't to this day. I love listening, I love sitting around the campfire listening to different professional hunters theory, to different uh, outfitters theory, breeders theory, 
and we're very fortunate to have Grant our game capturing his side of things, you know, because this industry, this this um, the lifestyle we live offers you so many different scenarios and it's important to learn them and it's important to share those those that knowledge that you have with your wildlife with your trees your plants your birds whatever it may be to share that with the rest of the world because they come in here to experience remember you you you're taking them on a journey you experience it they're not coming here to kill they're not coming here to just harvest a trophy and then fuck off back they come in here to experience the cultures the lifestyle the plants the vegetation the the wildlife that's what they're coming here to do use your knowledge to share that with them so never think you know too much always try and learn from your fellow professional hunters outfitters whatever it may be and translate that that knowledge on uh, to your clients to your clientele to the people that are coming over here that you have been selected to guard and and take through this experience so that is it <clears throat> and then of course the last one in the first section would have to be animal knowledge when you're going out there to hunt a species to hunt an animal you owe that animal you owe that species the respect it deserves by going out there spending all your extra time in understanding the behavior, the characteristics of that particular breed. Um, I can't tell you, you know, I always refer back to a lot of the professional hunters that I've learned from, and I'll never, I'll never forget my third hunt I ever did. And I never understood bullet reaction on, cert, on a certain species. I think it was a black wildebeest to be particular. And, <clears throat> We placed the shot, shot went off, black wildebeest dropped to the ground. I thought it was a good shot. Um, I thought it was a little bit high. I saw the, the top ridge of it, the main shaking a bit. But it went down and it let out this massive bellow. And I thought, done, dusted. Shook hands and that was it. <laughs> While we were walking up to the black wildebeest, um, we must have got about 20 yards from it. Next minute the thing just stood up and set sail like nothing was wrong with it full tilt straight into the mountains not a drop of blood not even where it was lying not a drop of blood nothing and i never understood i lost that animal but i, I couldn't quite understand got back to camp that next that that night frustrated chatting and i think i was chatting to uncle william phillips we're chatting about certain situations he said my boy that thing's been hitting the scoff and once it's hitting the scoff, you can forget about it. He says, when it lets out that bellow, you put another one in just to be certain. And that was, that was something that triggered my understanding why I need to learn a lot more about animal behavior, not just with the shot placement, but as well as how they react in the fault. You know, when, when you're constantly looking at them, do they get agitated and those sort of things. So... That animal de demands respect from you and the only way you're going to give it respect is by doing your homework on it. Don't just go out there and think that you're going to just wax it. It's, it's not the case, guys. It really isn't. Um, like I said, just, just give it a bit of respect. Go out there and treat yourself and uh, just spend a bit of time understanding them. 
Now it gets into the juicy part of things. How do you get into an outfitting business? Now, <laughs> I call it the action plan. What I, what, I, what I know now, I wish I knew back then, but now I'm fortunate enough to share this knowledge with you guys. So one thing you need to understand is that professional hunters don't earn a hell of a lot of money. We, some of our strongest income is our, obviously our tips. Um, and remember, tips aren't a given. A tip is, is earned. You, you, you're not, you're not eligible for a tip every single time. You have to earn it, I, I believe. Um, and I believe if a client is not having a good experience and is not happy with the way things are going, you shouldn't be leaving a tip. That professional hunter, that's the only way he's going to learn and better himself to understand that <laughs> he can only better himself by where it gets hit in his pocket. And, and I think that's a good way. But that's another discussion. I have made a podcast about tips. Um, I think it's a pretty decent one. I would highly, if you're watching this and you're planning to come over to South Africa and would like to know about the tipping, head along and watch that episode. It's it's got a lot of information about that but what I would have done as a young professional hunter and I'm talking to the guys that are trying to get into the industry now is spend a little bit of extra money um, go try and get up into North Africa try and go to Zambia Zimbabwe Namibia those sort of places and get a lot of experience there and hopefully just just offer your services unfortunately you're not going to have to uh, you might have to work <clears throat> like uh, like a like a slave out there by setting up camp and stuff and remember you might this might be voluntary work and that, that's the only way i think you're going to get experience out there baiting leopards baiting crocs you know doing that sort of thing understanding lion hunting and all that sort of stuff that's what i would have done when i was younger when i was younger i wish i knew that back then before i got a family I think that's that's what I would have done. I would have gone and spent two seasons up up north, just working my butt off, trying to understand as much as possible, and then either work your way into an outfit up there for about five or six years, and then come back and apply your trade within local outfitters. Yeah, uh, I feel South Africa is probably, as far as the industry goes, is probably the best place to be based out of. Um, but with that being said. Uh, don't be shy to try and go up north you know knock your head together try and get up there put a bit of experience even if it's for one season uh, i highly recommend you guys go up there it's 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 based full of knowledge so that's what i would have done um so don't as, as a young professional hunter don't get caught up in in a steady job and I might get slated for this, but I, I'm being serious, guys. Don't don't go out there and become a farm manager and do all these sort of things or apply and work full time. Don't do that because what you're doing is you're limiting yourself to to an eight to five job. And what I mean by this is that if you're not going to go up north, free up your personal time so that when you come back, you can or <clears throat> when you when you're ready to go out and you know, give a give a fellow professional hunter a buzz and say, hey, listen, you need a cameraman for seven days. I'll do it free of charge. You know, I'll just hold the camera, or I'll carry your shooting sticks. Do that, and uh, 
and work your way into <clears throat> we had a situation two years ago here at Hunter's Hill where a young guy came along offered his services offered his bucky for absolutely nothing he hunts for us now today and it's it's just that it's that, that initiative that that leap that you take in just go out there and just offer your services offer for free just tell them you want to i will never say no to a fellow young professional hunter coming through that's looking for experience i'll never say no to coming along and jumping on obviously there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out will the outfitter let you come and stay would you have to pay for catering and those sort of things i know it gets tricky when i but nine times out of ten i can tell you there's a lot of outfitters out there that wouldn't mind the extra hand you know come along can i come and build blinds for you if i tag along for three hunts or whatever the case may be there's a lot of ways to skin a cat here <clears throat> and i think don't be shy in how in, in in how you would like to do it you know there's there's a lot of opportunities out there and then um And then, of course, once you get into it, a lot of guys have asked me, how do I spend my money? How, what do I do with my tips? What do I do with those sort of things? Well, <laughs> I would love to do a podcast on finances, income, and all that sort of stuff when it comes to professional hunting. But, <laughs> like my wife says, she says, you haven't... <laughs> You haven't made it yet, so don't try and get cocky with the whole uh, podcasting side of things. But I think I think I've done pretty well, and I would like to think that I've boxed pretty smart. What I did is I took a lot of my 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 tips because a lot of most of the time you get in foreign currency, and I didn't cash them in yeah. I'm still looking for an opportunity to open up an offshore bank account and then I'll invest in there. So what I do for now is I try, for instance, I've got my e-commerce store, it's an online store, I offer affiliate marketing there so you can become an affiliate marketer, sell my products, I pay you commission. In the same breath, I'm getting turnover through my store. It's not a hell of a lot at the moment but I'm hoping to grow it over a period of time. But what I do is I take I take that income and I, I pump it straight back into that because at the end of the day that's got to start generating me a pretty steady income while I can keep doing hunting, you know. As well as investing in property. I was very fortunate. I've I've managed to to invest in two properties down towards the coast that bring me a steady passive income. Uh, like I said, professional hunting is there's a lot of sacrifices that need to happen and one of them was was sacrificing my home uh, to come out here and live on the farm in a much smaller apartment type vibe with my family it's it's been difficult but in the same breath i've sacrificed that to invest in my my future you know um where at 40 years old i, I hope i get to go and live where i would like to live as well as hunt um, and in the same breath, um, you know, just earn a little bit of a passive income on the side just to fill those gaps. So, <coughs> guys, that, that's a discussion, you know, that is a discussion for another day. And I hope I get it right so that I can share that on another podcast. Um, but yeah, look, from a guy that's been through hell 
as far as the industry is concerned i've literally started at the bottom i'll never forget doing skibby hunts for a good mate of mine now bruce and uh, my uncle uncle greg i mean uh sitting until 12 o'clock in the skinning shed skinning animals uh, i'll never forget going to and push back down in uh in the winterberg with bruce um while the rest of them sleep yeah i am driving at 12 o'clock and now driving the clients back to camp uh it took a lot of sacrifice to get where i am today and i feel ever so grateful but never be shy to work guys remember you're a professional hunter out there and it's possible to make it in this industry and it's possible to do a really good job at it and there's a lot of guys that have been extremely successful and they've only done it with with one one goal in mind they want to be the best they want to hunt the best and they want to shoot the best quality animals and treat your clients with the utmost respect and share and give them an experience that they plan on coming over to have um i feel us as professional hunters we've got a huge responsibility we sometimes i mean i'm, I'm passionate about professional hunting and i'm passionate about the outdoors the industry and everything like that and i, I solely believe that we play a lot more of an important role in our country uh, in our wildlife in our industry than what everybody seems to think um i really am i'm i'm constantly looking for better ways for professional hunters to make a living out of this because i solely believe that this is such an important role in our industry because we the ones we're at the front line we we're giving those clients an experience yes our fitters have put up all the beautiful lodging the beautiful animals uh, the ground and everything like that but we the ones out there sharing the knowledge that we've learned for you know such a long period of time going out there building blinds uh, making watering points uh, i mean building bush big blinds setting up baits doing all that sort of stuff it's an, it's an extremely intensive uh, work and it takes a lot of knowledge a lot of patience a lot of understanding to do these sort of things where to set up certain blinds to put baits to do all these sort of things and that only comes with with time and acceptance that you've got to go out there and understand what the wildlife will throw at you what the how the wildlife lives and it's an important role we play a usually important role and trust me i'll this this is this is my my passion and my drive hunting but what slowly crept up into the second place and that's professional hunting i feel there's such great opportunities for us out there and we need to utilize them and come hello how water i'll find out what they are but for now the, this is just what i can share with you guys so guys please don't be shy head out there hit up your phs get up get up onto some of the best schools out there get 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 the phs that have come through there phone them find out how it went and all that sort of stuff i promise you now you won't go wrong but all to the up and coming guys to the fellow phs that have just done their courses that are looking to get in the industry don't ever get disheartened remember guys there's the every every place has a bad day so when that comes just understand that a day in the bush is better than a day in the office and and you you've got an extremely important role in this industry and look after it really really and truly look after it because who knows how much longer it's going to be around so yeah well guys for myself <clears throat> it's been an unbelievable season and i can't wait to share some of the stories um 
I've been extremely blessed. And I just want to say from, from myself, PH Journals, and the whole PH Toolbox team, thank you to everybody that supported me over the year, past year. It's been incredible. Thank you to all the new sponsors that have come on board. Um, it really, it's just given me fire to keep going and I can't wait to share more content with you guys. The YouTube channel will be blowing up in the next couple of days. So I'm really, really excited about that. But yeah, for myself, I just want to say thank you. Um, I wish everybody all the best to my North American friends, to the UK, everybody that's hunting season opens up. Enjoy it, guys. Happy hunting out there. And um, yeah, can't wait to share. Or can't wait to see a couple of the Instagram posts that are going to be coming our way. Hit me up with any questions. Um, I would love to hear. I'd love to see a couple of pictures. Guys, before I end off, um, also this is a great opportunity to get some of the guys that have followed me over the past couple of years to get involved with the podcast. I would love to have uh, a couple of guests on online. I've got a few guys lined up, but I would love to have guys that have been over to South Africa and would love to share an experience or guys that are in the industry that would love to share an experience whether you're an outfitter, PH, clients, whatever it may be. If you would like to be on the podcast, hit me up on any one of my social media platforms. I'll even attach my email down below. Got to edit this later, so I'm just going to draw a line here. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. It's been, it's been, it's felt so good to be back here. And, uh, I can't wait to share more with you guys. But until then, happy hunting, stay safe, stay blessed, and stay humble. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers.